Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The police get involved in a malicious compliance story. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, my boss demanded I serve all customers and fill all shelves, no matter how far past closing hours it was. So, my first ever job I worked at for a few years was a grocery retail store with several different departments, including a deli for lunch, meat, and cheese, which is where I worked. One night, I was working 1pm to 9pm. 9pm is when the deli and other special departments closed, and we're expected to be done and clocked out, but the rest of the store remained open 24-7 for general groceries. It was me and one other guy, we had an especially busy night, and we were a little behind on our cleaning as a result, but we had our meat slicing machines already coated with sanitizer after working for 15 minutes to get all the little meat chunks and shavings out of every corner, as we were pretty serious about making sure those things were clean as can be. It's about 8.55 at this point, we're almost late to leave, and the store we worked for did not like overtime. If you were getting any amount of overtime, you would get chewed out the next day for it, even for a little amount. A woman walks up to the counter and starts looking through the product. As we had a glass case filled with a bunch of types of our lunch meats, pre-sliced and ready to go for bagging up. She looks at one and says, I want this turkey right here, but I want it freshly sliced. I of course look to my coworker, and we both can see the two slicers we have are still covered in the sanitizer we use and are drying. As per the food safety protocol written on the bottle, it says to allow 20 to 30 minutes minimum for the sanitizer to dry after application. I tell her, well ma'am, we really can't do that right now. Our slicers are both being clean at the moment, as the department's closed in 5 minutes. But I'd be glad to get you something here from our cold case. So you're not gonna slice it fresh for me, that's what you're saying? I replied, that's correct, I apologize. Without another word, she walks away and myself and co-worker go back to what we were doing, and we finish cleaning and go home after about 5 more minutes, narrowly clocking out on time. Fast forward 2 days later, me and the same co-worker come in and start getting to work like a normal day. About 3pm, 2 hours into my shift, I personally get called into the head honcho's office, the store director as they're titled. I think nothing of it and head on upstairs and go inside the office and sit down. The store director hands me a piece of paper and says, tell me what caused this. I look at the paper and it's a printed out screenshot of a Google review for our store, one star out of five, and a full paragraph from that lady from two nights before complaining that she didn't get her freshly sliced meat from the rude employee and then described specifically me. I explained exactly what happened two nights prior as clearly as I'm typing it out here. The director is getting heated and begins to cut me off while I'm speaking, asking, why would slicers be covered in sanitizer at 8.55? You're scheduled to work until 9pm. I said, yes I am, but seeing as I'm constantly being reminded not to get any overtime, I usually start cleaning them around 8.30. The director gets even more upset and raises her voice. I don't care, that's not how it works. If you have a customer, you serve them. 
and you better start making sure those shelves are filled before you leave or you won't be working here anymore. Now get out. I'm pretty salty at this point. I go back down to the department and my coworker asked what happened and I told him. He says, so they want everything done before we leave? I said, yep. And without another word, he knew what we needed to do. 9pm hits as usual and our shelves are at the usual standard of half full. But seeing as we've been given a new standard, we decided to stay and make sure we did what I was instructed to do. We spent the next several hours past closing time slicing and slicing and slicing until every tray of meat and cheese was full. We had plastic totes in the big fridge full of cheese that we sliced that were wrapped up in half pound blocks for ease of sale. So we decided to fill that tub over the brim with every single type of cheese we had available. We cut up around 70 pounds of cheese and wrapped it up in the fridge. We also had a Subway style sandwich counter where we made sandwiches to order and also pre-made on the shelves for sale. We made double the usual amount of sandwiches and filled the shelves as per requested. Not a single shelf had a single empty spot on it by the time we were done. After every single possible item and shelf was as full as could be, we finally started to clean and close. It was around 3 a.m. when we finally left. The department opens at 5 a.m. We were exhausted, but our spiteful overtime venture made us feel pretty good. We got about six hours overtime in. They hated anyone even getting five to ten minutes of overtime. We both came in the next day at 1 p.m. as usual, expecting complete retaliation. But no, instead, our department manager of the deli kind of saunters over to us and says, Hey, uh... You should be good to start cleaning at 8.30 like usual. I think she, the director, got the point you made. Normally, overtime would be asked to be taken care of by clocking out for lunches or coming in later than usual, but they let us keep all six hours of that overtime. They never said anything to us about overtime again after that. I accepted a job that paid almost double about six months after this incident and never ever went back to retail heck. I mean, I don't know what this manager's really expecting here. You've gotta close at some point, but you want them to fulfill orders up to the very last second? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, we're going to court? Okay. The setting, United States, Northern Neck of Virginia. The situation, bought land and built a house on it. Back when my wife and I were much more newly wed than we are now, we hired ourselves an architect and went whole hog on having our cozy little dream home design. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. While this was being done, we went shopping around for a parcel of land on which to have it built, which went quickly and easily, and we even got a pretty nice deal on a half-acre lot that was just far enough back in the sticks for us to be happy, but close enough to our jobs that it wasn't much of a commute. Best part of all? No homeowners association. There weren't any active back in that area because, point blank, it was full of poor people back there. Dirt poor country types and working poor wage slave types. We made very sure with our lawyer that no previous owner had ever had the title amended to allow for any HOA nonsense as well. Because that's a thing some real estate developers like to do. They'll buy up a property, get the title amended to force the membership of that property into a local HOA that they'll usually operate or are in cahoots with those that do, and then resell it with that as a new requirement for any prospective buyer to automatically agree to when they sign the title. Fast forward to August of 2019, COVID was just around the corner but nobody knew that yet. Everything was that which passes for normal out in those parts, and my wife and I had since moved to a different location, but retained that property as one of our various rentals. It was our dream home for several years and we loved that place. Moving was tough. It was a good neighborhood out there and folks were very welcoming. Then a company that's totally not named Ryan Homes or anything even similar came in and spent some years buying everything up back there that got the market and pressuring folks into selling, which worked out for them only too well. And of course, they gentrified everything. For three years and some change, there were massive amounts of the old being torn down and hauled out and the new being built up and sold. The HOA was built right in because of course it was. Folks with enough money to throw down on crappily built houses that looked nice from the front moved in one by one and two by two, property values in the area skyrocketed, property taxes skyrocketed right along with them and more of the less poor people were forced to sell because they got taxed out of their own homes. My wife and I knew what was coming from the get-go. We knew those dinguses from totally not Ryan Homes were going to come sniffing around our way not to try to buy us out, but to see if they could finagle, schmooze, or threaten us into joining the HOA they were installing. It was inevitable. Lots of information is public record. They knew we had money. They knew we were living below our means by two orders of magnitude. They knew we clearly meant to be exactly where we were because we sure didn't have to be. They knew they didn't have a snowflake's hope and heck of pricing us out on taxes, so they tried nagging us to death and coming right up to the line on harassment, always to talk to us about joining the HOA. They failed. They got told by one expensive lawyer to find something else to do before we all got super busy helping them find things to worry about. And so they desisted for some years. Then my wife and I moved and got the property set up as a rental. Absolutely not Ryan Holmes starts bothering our tenants there, both trying to get them to pressure us into putting the property into the HOA, as well as getting our tenants riled up with the most outrageous lies about what could happen if we, the owners, don't protect our renters better. My wife and I were livid after hearing about this crap, 
so we got a hold of definitely not Ryan Holmes to let them know that this was our formal request that they stop bothering our tenants and that all further communications would be from our really expensive lawyer. They must have assumed we were bluffing, or maybe whoever was in charge of thinking that day didn't show up for work, because they just kept right on with their nonsense. It got so bad that they were sending fake but convincing looking envelopes with eviction notice that upon being opened said, could be what you find in your mailbox one day without our wondrous HOA and containing information about the benefits of the HOA. We gathered it all up and got the tenants to talk to our lawyer and got the police involved to get the ball rolling on a harassment investigation. Another formal request to cease and desist was sent to Never Ryan Holmes by the very expensive lawyer, which they utterly ignored. I think their guy that's supposed to come to work and think about things quit a long time ago. Maybe he never told anyone. Maybe nobody noticed. Whatever the situation on their end, when my lawyer talked to their lawyer, their lawyer told my lawyer that their client was doing everything legally and that if we wanted to pursue the matter in court, that was what we'd have to do. So we did. I'm not sure what kind of lawyer magic my lawyer and his fellow legal demons worked on this front, but we were in court for one single hour when my lawyer and their four lawyers and the judge had a private talk after the preliminary hearing. Half an hour later, and the lawyers from maybe Ryan Holmes comes back into the courtroom looking like a quartet of cats that had been pissed on. My lawyer takes a seat beside me and says, they're going to settle. And I was like, I didn't think we were that far along into this yet. What happened? And he said, they built 51 homes in County of Concern over two years. Every single one of them was inspected before close of sale by a real estate agent that never actually got around to getting her home inspector license. And that's how, was it Ryan Holmes, the whole time, paid me 10 grand to not sue them while they got bent over by the county and the state and tag-teamed like the new boy with the pretty lips in a prison yard. That's certainly a way to describe it. It just sucks because they're obviously trying to bank on you not going to the effort of doing all this. Good on OP for sticking it to them. Our next story is, the police will deal with this. This is my manager's story, we'll call him Bruce. He's been managing both my and another location's Mendy's, with last night being his official last night before coming here permanently. Bruce is a funking boss. Puns be fun, so this is awesome. But evidently, he just had to go out with a bang. He was regaling me with a take about the cops being called, so I had to ask. Bruce was trained as a manager at the other Regal Road location covering at our Mendy's, fast food guru frequently always letting us know just how horrible working at Regal Road is. Always because we're dying to know. Bruce was sitting around, cleaning things he's cleaned previously, waiting for any of the four scheduled employees to show up. No one did. General manager gives him the go-ahead to 86 the store. Shut her down. As he's wrapping things up, dishes, mopping, fryer, filter, exchange and clean, etc., a lady pipes in through the drive-thru, demanding to speak with a manager about fully replacing her meal because we're idiots. No other specified reason. Bruce goes, ma'am, I'm sorry, Mendy's is closed right now, you'll have to come back tomorrow. She says, funk that, you order my order or I will, unintelligible, but she said order eight more times. Radio silence. She says, hello. Bruce continued his calm. Ma'am, we're closed. I'm sorry. I'm the only one here. 
Now, drive-thru lady was super peeved, saying if you ain't dealing with this, the police will. They will deal with this. At the sound of this, Bruce stopped listening to all else, took off his headset, and continued closing down. Five or ten minutes later, the police call the Mendy's store number, which Bruce picks up. He decides right then and there that yes, the police will deal with this. The police over the phone say, this is Phoenix Town Police, there's a report of an issue in the store. Bruce began to not just explainagize for the wasted time, explaining the real situation, a belligerent customer who, by the way, is still in the drive-thru. The police said they'll handle it, asked if he needed to be contacted by PD upon arrival, all the usual. Good old Bruce was content to just watch three patrol cars swarm this lady and her friend, watching one cuffed and the other needing a ride home. He grabbed his banana board and literally rode off into the sunset. Bruce acted maliciously because he was familiar with this lady, based almost solely on the use of the word idiot, and when talking with the cops he could have answered it saying it was a misunderstanding and a non-issue. He knew she was relentless, he knew she had a face for radio. He bet the over on the fact that this lady would be hauled off if the cops actually came. I feel like this is any retail or fast food worker's dream. Some awful belligerent customer gets hauled off by the cops. I hope they move the car out of the drive-thru though. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely awesome story of malicious compliance, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.